Griffin here. None of these scenarios are based on any real-life events. Everything is made up entirely on the spot. Take it away, song! Hi. Welcome to Killed to Death. Thanks. May old acquaintance be forgot. Remember that? From sea to shining, to shining sea. sea. Do you remember that? Uh yeah, we used to we used to I think sing it for our New Year's episodes. I think so. But now we're th- we're singing it uh, for a different reason. It's because it's a birthday episode. Surprise. Oh. It's Griffin's birthday. It is, and yeah, well, not today, not on the day we're recording it, and not on the day we're releasing it, certainly. Right, but the point is, you still get to count down your favorite gifts of all time. Oh, now, uh, just so it's not me, I, uh, I told you about this beforehand, so you've also got some favorite gifts of mine that I've received. Yes, I have the list here, so I do know them. Yeah, so we're going to be going back and forth on this. Um, number five, uh, a gun. Huh. This was uh, not not as a kid. Um, certainly, I was thirteen, fourteen. Oh, okay. Uh, and not nothing, nothing crazy. It was only semi-automatic. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, got that gun. Anonymous gift. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. It was just a. I knew you when you were fourteen, and uh, we were pals. We used to hang out down by the creek, and That's right. uh, the old tire swing. And um, you got oh, sent that... those the bullfrogs. Yeah, you're taking me back. We, we used to catch them in our hands, and uh, they'd pee in our hands, and we'd drop them. And because uh, we got had sent... got what we wanted, the pee, <laughs> and then we harvested it. But um, we made got that... so much money that summer <laughs> with our lemonade stand. Uh, yeah, but you. you uh, but yeah, you I found a get, uh, gun in a ditch. Up... I said, ooh, a gift! But it was on your birthday. It was on my birthday. Uh, so anything you find on your birthday is a gift for you. That's right. I will be enforcing that in two days' time. Yeah, Steve, to, yes, number well, four on of favorite fi- gifts that I've got. Speaking of uh, finding things, you made a note here that you had um, a scavenger hunt that was made for your ninth birthday, which is awesome. And you said that the the end gift of that was one of the coolest things you've ever gotten, which was um, a, uh, a Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this was found in a parking lot. Yeah. Uh, and as we know, if you find something on your birthday. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so, yeah, I was, uh, this was nine, was it? Yeah, this was nine. This was well, that's nine. That's what you said. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, so you can't really reach the pedals at that age, but you can certainly throw it in neutral, roll down a hill, gently bonk into a fence. But you can kind of Mr. Bean your way around as well if you use like a broom handle. Yeah, so luckily, uh, uh, one of the other gifts I had received that birthday was a, a big recliner chair. Uh, and I had also gotten some rope, and I had also gotten a series of brooms. <laughs> If you thought that episode was funny with 
Mr. Bean on top of a little car. Imagine a small boy on top of a Ferrari <laughs> rolling down a hill and gently bonking into a fence. Yeah, you didn't really put those things to use, even though you did have all of them. You still just kind of rolled down the well, hill. Well, I'm nine. I don't know how to drive. That's true. So I was just uh, sitting up there with brooms. I had no idea what to do with them. It wasn't until later that, you know, you go to driving school and the teacher's like, no, here's how to use the brooms and put them through the window. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> and uh, number three. Uh, number three, uh, this was a very exciting birthday for me. Uh, I was, this was last year. Mm-hmm. Gun in a ditch. <laughs> I think. And, yeah. At, and this has happened most years on my ninth birthday in addition to the Ferrari gun in a ditch. Yeah. I'm starting to think that it's not a coincidence. Maybe it's a larger scavenger hunt that someone set up. Is there anything like carved into the guns, like a clue for the next one or something? There are certainly mystifying things carved into the gun handles. I will give okay. you that. But I don't know if they're clues. I never seek them out. I never follow the clues. Right. I don't know what so they mean. Maybe these were all set up years ago and you've just been slowly finding them and you should have been finding them long ago. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I would assume that's the case. Steve, let's let's blow through these next two. Yep. And that's um, easy. This one's an easy one. For your 20th birthday, uh, you were obviously left to your great uncle's mansion. You had to spend a night in it. Because that's it's right. Haunted, but you got it. Yep, I got it. Uh, this was uh, later made into a movie. Yes. <laughs> Where they cast Eddie Murphy as you. <laughs> yeah. He does a great job. That's exactly what I was like when I was 20. He nails you. <laughs> Um, and number, number one, one favorite gift is when I made that potion for myself that turned me from buddy love into that, or yeah, it turned me from that, you know, weird old professor that I was into buddy mm -hmm. love. They yeah. later, of course, made a movie about that. <laughs> Steve, speaking of, you know what, you know, yeah. you know how ghosts get into a haunted mansion? By death. Steve. Speaking of, would you like to solve a murder? Sure do. The victim, Rex, found dead at a booth. Today's guest, Pete Lee Toppins, caricature artist who found the body. Pete Lee, hello. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hello. Thanks for having me on. Oi. Uh, I've got to be honest, uh, never done a podcast before. Uh, no, this is your first one. Yeah, pr wow. pretty excited to be here under, of course, deathly circumstances. Don't like that. But I uh, didn't like it. Still don't like it. They don't know who did it. I didn't do it. That's what I know. Uh, ne me neither, Steve. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't do it either. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Sounds likely. <laughs> bit of an Are you coming for me, Pete, already? No, <laughs> no. Nah, nah, just a bit of an immigrant humor, you know. Where are you from? Uh, originally from Australia, and then I moved to uh, oh. England, so oh, that's okay. why I've got a bit of a topsy-turvy accent, you know what I'm saying? Sure, what an interesting life. It was. Uh, I grew up in uh, a kettle farm uh, on the in South Wales. Did you say kettle? Kettle. Yes, kettle. Like boils tea? Uh, no, you can boil them, but it'd be tough to <laughs> eat. Uh, kettle is in, like... Like steak and stuff. Oh, sure. 
Okay, and then I <laughs> uh, grew up on a keto farm and uh, then moved to England when I was a wee lad. And uh, then came a bit of a shoe shine chimney sweep, bit of a combo there. Then um, eventually, uh, as I was a kid, realized didn't have a, much of a future with the chimney thing because I was growing bigger, you know what I mean? Can't fit in the chimney anymore. Can't fit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, started drawing with my hands because they were covered in ash er day. So <laughs> Did you spend any time in Ireland? Ah, <laughs> uh, Yes. Hello, uh, I did. Sure did. Yes, I did. <laughs> Dublin, matter of fact. So after I figured out I could draw with the ash in my hands, I would go around to people's uh, far places, get my hands all dirty, and offer to draw uh, a bit of a mural on the outside. Uh, and I did, did that. It, did many people want uh, a mural of dirty charcoal on the side of their house? Two. Two. Oh, two people wanted that. Yeah, and that was my wow. first big box because I charged uh, a far a half penny, a half penny back then, and uh, made uh, quite a killing, if I do say so myself. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> so you ended up with a full penny in total. Uh, yes, <laughs> exactly. Wow! Uh, and <laughs> that's the the penny I used to come over here to the new world. <laughs> Where that, I've that been... would get you a boat ticket back then. That's right. And for the last 40 odd years, I've been uh, making my living as a caricature artist. Are you a, a, a by the beach guy? That seems to be the classic spot for it. Nah, nah, nah. I know, I know the beach guys, not my scene, uh, personally. I'm more of a, a bit of a fair and market guy. So I, I go where I the see. events are. The summer's my big time, you know? Right, yeah, of course. So you must go all all around rural Ontario. Ah, yes, I would if I had a car, but I don't, so I stick to Toronto. Oh, so where the, the Toronto T Fair is. Yeah, wherever the TTC can take me, and wherever, say, like, little Portugal's having its thing, or, say, uh, St. Lawrence Market's doing a, a fish thing, you know, I'm there. Uh, you know, the Christmas fair, not the one down at the distillery, that's too big for my britches. Uh, more like uh, the Christmas fair in East York. Well, so the winter, uh, well, I guess Christmas fair, but, uh, you know, probably a lesser time. Everyone's all shuttered up in their homes. And uh, do, you yeah. do, uh, do you do something else to fill the time? Uh uh, yes, I, I, during the winter months, I go back to my roots uh, because, of course, that's when people have the fires going. So I, I get in there with the fireplace. But yeah, in the winter so, months, I, oh, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just, just going to ask about the job of caricature artist itself. I mean, yeah. from, from what I know, it's like, is it insulting pictures of people? Oh, some people think so. I don't. I think uh, you try and take a feature and exaggerate it. Of course, of course, you got to make your penny. But uh, it's not. Oh, prices just have gone up. Oh yes, you're charging a penny now. <laughs> oh, for for I mean, it's a bit of a bit of a, a figure of speech, so to speak. I charge forty-two dollars now. It's gone up <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, which is cheaper than the beach, folks. Yeah, no, I mean, no, I mean. So uh, that. The thing is, yes. when you exaggerate, yes, I know what you mean. oh, good. Uh, when you exaggerate a feature, it's got to be, you got to do it with love, you know. It can't just be, oh, this bloke's got a big nose. I'll make him have a bigger nose. No, it's like this go got bloke's got a big nose. How would he look with a big nose and a fire at? And a what? 
a fireman's hat? Yeah, like you a, got me. Oh, a okay. fire hat. Yeah. So well, maybe it's not, it's not so much exaggerating someone's feature as adding a totally new, different feature that they didn't have. You got and me. And the nose is bigger. You got me guilty as guilty as charged. Uh, not for the murder though. Just I oh didn't. yeah, yeah. And I didn't do it. I should say uh, I did not do it. I'm totally clear. I didn't even know the guy. Oh, likely story. <laughs> Sorry. Bit, so, bit can we do a little joke. experiment here? I, I know you can't really draw in an audio medium, but could mm. you describe what you would do to me and Steve, picture-wise? Yeah, yeah of course. Do yes. you ever do two people in one picture? Oh, all we the time. together? Oh, I've done a lot of twosomes, a lot of threesomes, you know what I mean? Know what I mean? <laughs> Just picture-wise. Yes. I'm not, not too adventurous in the sexual world myself. <laughs> so, uh, for you... Um, uh, Griffin, obviously you've got this big onkin mustache. It's real nice, but it's your ears that are covered right now by headphones, but I can see they'd be the real flappers that I'd concentrate on. You ever seen uh, Dumbo? I know I know the... I don't think I've ever seen the movie, but I know what he's like. Right, right. So that's what I do. I draw you with a bit of a bigger nose, but ears coming up. Maybe you're a bit of a pilot because your ears are helping you fly. You know what I mean? That's what I got. How do you like okay, it? Okay, so I get a hat. Okay, maybe, yeah, a pilot's hat and huge ears that help you fly. <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like you're just a bit reductive, you know what I mean? Just just a hat. No, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a brilliant uh, yeah. thought. Thank yeah. you. Okay, that that's really good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's, good. And it's not great. always insulting. That was actually very nice. Yeah, that's what I thought, you know, big big flappy ears flying you around, but you got a pilot's hat on with your mustache. Everyone's like, that's a sexy pilot who can fly himself. Uh, what let's would you do for I Steve? Would, say, I was also in this picture. Oh, yeah, so you'd probably be right beside him. Now, Steve, you're an handsome, handsome guy, so I'd probably exaggerate that feature, and I'd draw you <laughs> as a mouse. It's like a Mickey Mouse hat? N- no, just a mouse. So you'd be flying there with your big ears and a mustache, mm. and then maybe the mouse has fallen, fallen out of the sky. You know what I mean? It's like flying beside you, like wow! But it's a mouse, and everyone. So it's. But I tell you, everyone, everyone, look at that picture and go, "Oh, that's Steve. That mouse is Steve right there." Because you've exaggerated the handsomeness. <laughs> yeah, right down to a mouse. Hundred percent. Yeah, the the definitely the people will be like, "That's our answer, mouse, and that's answer, mouse is Steve." <laughs> So tell us and about that'd be forty-two dollars, oh. I guess. Yeah, forty-two dollars each. No, no, twosome is sixty. Each That's or a deal. together? Uh, together, it's cheaper. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but a threesome goes up to hundred and eighty. Wow, mostly because it's uh, prohibitive. I don't like drawn threesomes. Everyone yaks too much. Right. You you prefer silence. You don't want to hear anything about their life. Please don't disturb the artists. I'll come up with my own ideas for the hats, not you. So you admit it's a lot of a hat based. Again, it's a bit reductive, Ansem Steve. <laughs> you said it yourself just now. That you you like to think of the hats, so yeah. But it's it's more than that. It's inspiration. It's I what I see in you, mm. right? Or br- guess what's under the headphones. Yeah, exactly. What I see or guess about you inspires the at that makes you who you are. Or I'm a mouse. Yeah. God, it's okay. like it's explaining it to a brick wall. <laughs> Let's talk about Rex then. 
Oh, yeah. Tragedy, that was. What what fair was this? Mm. Great question. Uh, this was, of course, uh, this is the summer fair uh, down at the lakeshore. Uh, everyone knows it. Uh, but it's only, and of course, uh, at the uh, in the junction. It's the summer fair in the junction, which is cl- it's usually not by the lake. The junction. No, it's as close as you can get to the lake in the junction. Okay, so South oh, Junction. Okay, South Very Junction, South and junction. from the park that they hold it, you could stand on a hill and see the lake. Wow. Okay, that's Lakeshore. Yeah, so it's a nice little thing. About six or seven booths, usually about twenty or thirty people show up. Make wow. Me a, yeah, I'm. I walked away with a good hundred and twenty-six dollars that day. Okay, so you did two twosomes so and then got a tip. Uh, yes, most people would have thought I did three straight singles at 42 each, but uh-uh, I did two twosomes oh, for 60 damn. each and got a tip. No, oh, wow, I didn't, just because I can't do math like that, I didn't even <laughs> think of it as a possibility. No, it was, it was a possibility, but you were right. I got a nice tip from the last lad, and I think the day would have been even more if Rex hadn't shown up. So you were going to also do Rex that day, but you never got it done. Uh, well, I I've take exception to that. I got it done. Well, but then he got done. If you know, what I mean, he didn't pay. Well, no, he was dead at the point. So right. I at at what I, point during the drawing did this death occur? It happened after the drawing. See, with my drawings, my big draw besides the ads and the inspiration is I also put them in a bit of a grill, which gives the the photos a bit of a faded and burnt look, but it's unique, you know what I mean? So it's like you'd find like at a, a sandwich place, like a ciabatta or something, something like that. So then when I went to put his picture into the ciabatta grill, <laughs> came back, he's dead. Wow. Now, this is really good for us because I'm hoping that you accidentally drew you know clues that were going on at him at the time well that's true i did you still have the picture i do i got right in front of me right now the the police asked for evidence and i said i don't know what you're talking about smart yeah that's right i read on a lot of different blogs you never talk to the coppers no the yard what the short form (laughs) scotland yeah scotland yard the bobbies (laughs) Yes, right. The the Barbies are scoring. If you'll remember, I was only in England from about nine to eleven before I moved on to Dublin. So, but you deal were a, a street scamp, so I mm. feel like you probably were chased by a few Bobbies with their little uh, drumstick. Oh yeah, their drumsticks. Yeah, drumstick shaped little uh, batons. <laughs> they do a little beat on your head. Yeah. <laughs> well, hello, hello, hello. Haven't you been up cozy with the Bobbies then? Haven't you? Is that a question to Steve? Uh, yes, that was a question for oh, okay. Steve. Oh, am I cozy up with the Bobbies? Uh, no. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Abab. <laughs> That's what they say in the UK. Just one. Yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> uh, now, look, the thing, the thing that got me most about Rexy here, he, now, he was a big banker from Texas, you know, one of those, like, 
Like, he wears a big, like, mostly white cream-colored suit with a bolo tie and a big 10-gallon hat. And yeah. he's like, cool. you listen to me, Sonny. I'm worth a lot of money. You better you better do a drawing that's not insulting and it's just funny. And, and my, my wife and kids better like it. Goes on about so, this. And I mean, I get these all, all sorts, you know. I've had this kind of gruff attitude before. But when they see what I got, they melt like putty in my hands anyway. So he was already upset. He was like, you better draw a funny picture of me that isn't insulting. Yeah, right out the gate. Like, he he's obviously one of those guys who's like, I, I'm i in charge. People do things my way and you better do it my way or you're in trouble. Now, he's already got, it sounds like at this point, uh, a goofy hat. Yes, yeah. that's tough are, are for you. Are you going to give him a different hat? What was your strategy? I can't help but feel you guys are really focusing in on the ads here. And it feels, again, reductive to what I do. You know, I don't just add an ad to people. I add. Well, th- in this case, you'd take away a hat and then add the hat. <laughs> Steve, I, I got, I'll be honest. I could see why you'd be up and close with the Bobbies. Quite frustrating. Well, yeah, I was a bit of also a scamp, you know. Griffin and I, in our younger years, sometimes we'd wander and trespass into the We sold frog crack. piss. That's true. We also sold frog piss. As eleven a, no wonder you, you, you had a date with a cop. It's not to mention finding all those semi-automatics in the ditch. I mean, finding one, okay, but two? What are the likelihood? Both on your birthday? Their birthday presents. No, someone set up an elaborate scheme where they want to pin me with a bunch of guns. It's fine. <laughs> It's a long con, though. I don't think it's going to come to fruition for a long time. Oh, but when they catch you, man, be <laughs> careful. So Rex comes in. I'm assuming you've never met him before. No, no, never met Rex. I, I don't hang out with Texans. Absolutely not. How do you know he's from Texas? Because you said you didn't really like to socialize with your patrons, but he seemed like a talker. Oh, wow. Asking the tough questions. Oh, yeah. He, he, I mean, he had that look about him that, like, as soon as he sat down and started telling me that, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get yacked in my ear. There's nothing I can do about it. It's a real real bit of a, a bit of a, a tawny time, tawny turny time. For, that's what we call it in the caricature world. <laughs> It was a. It was what? It, what was it? It's a. It's in the biz. We call it a tawny turny time. It's where somebody's yakking your ear off. You're just trying to do the drawing, get out of there as quick as you can, but you can't because they're all tawning your ear off. You know. Yeah, we have the same lingo in the podcast business. Uh, would you say this podcast is a tawny turvy time? Uh, we we would never. Thank you. Not on air. I'm glad. You and did. I would hope our listeners would not either we always like to see a nice review on itunes that's true leave five stars and tell us what a nice time it was instead not nah, yeah yeah you boys are good no no tawny turvy times here that's for sure so he's he's talking to you the whole time he says something about his wife and kids are they there with him no they're back in uh just outside of dallas is what he says Dallas, and he says it just like that. I'm from Dallas. I I think I got the accent right. That sounds right, right? Yeah, I, oh, you've perfect. been flawless so far. <laughs> Thank you for my flawless, perfect English, Irish, Australian accent. So the thing is, now he's jabbing my ear off about how this has got to be just right for his wife and kids back in Dallas. I'm trying not to pay attention, but as as I said, and as you mentioned, I do try and incorporate things going on in the background, and it's funny you mention it, because I'm looking at it right now. 
And there's not just a little bit of a bird in the background. There's a huge bird in the background. That's slang now, for lady. Do you lady. mean that in the English sense? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. There's a huge lady in the background. Now, uh, <laughs> hold on. I got a tall. Be... Yes, tall. I don't want to. I'm not trying like to from Resident a, Evil. A weight size. What? Resident what Evil. See that meme, meme, meme going around. There was that big tall lady in Resident Evil. I don't play yes. the games. No, you're right. I, I did. It was just that. going around. <laughs> I didn't see this meme, but I trust you. <laughs> Listen, she was tall. Okay. And you're you're up to speed. Well, that's. I'm glad we're all up to speed on this huge bird. And I just want to be say, if if a woman was a bit larger, I would never say huge. You know, like to each their own. You know, live your best life. I don't. But this woman was huge, as in tall. And I noticed her, so I drew her in the picture. And funny enough, she is facing towards uh, my man Rex here. Is it usual for you to just do the whole background and surroundings and other people around the person at the time? I, I try and incorporate as much as I can. So I'd say, I, but, you know, it is a caricature. I don't get more than 75% of the background. That's still a pretty high percentage. I'd, I think so. I like to think I'm pretty good at my job. You know, I don't so just work on the ads. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> well, now it's just going for me. <laughs> Griffin made hat quips too. No. Uh, yeah, Griffin's on my side. <laughs> but anyway, I think Griffin, you mentioned it, and uh, or Steve, I'm not sure, but you, you're right. I've actually cut off the head of this huge woman because within the perspective uh, of this background, yeah, can't see. You can only see shoulder down. So we don't have a face, unfortunately. No, but she is wearing a uniform. Okay. Mm, it, do, what kind of uniform here? Uh, it looks like, now, I could be wrong about this, it looks like a school uniform, but let me tell you this, she ain't a student, if you know what I mean. Just height-wise? Yeah, I, I, well, yeah, probably a teacher, that's what I think. That's what I mean. a principal if you're that tall. Yeah, honestly, uh, I mean, uh, there's a, bit, a lot of studies saying tall people are successful in life, so probably... Now, maybe she's still wearing a school uniform, like a kilt. Yeah. Like what? What's a school uniform? Yeah, imagine? she's got a long kilt. Oh, the ACDC <laughs> knee-eye socks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, okay, button-up shirt, a little bit of a an anchor chief, and a logo on uh, her breast pocket. Anchor chief is called the captain. What? <laughs> So, describe the rest of this burnt piece of paper you have. We can make out a tall woman. Yeah. So Wait, what, are what we just you... going to gloss over the fact that you made fun of my accent because I called it anchor chief and anchor chief, and you think it sounds like anchor chief? Nope, I don't think so. Okay, well, you let's move on. You think we're going to gloss over that? <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's probably going to be talked about for a few minutes now. Oh, okay, if you guys need to get into it. I mean. <laughs> well, let's be honest. Okay. First, that's that's me accent. How dare you? It's, it's uh, second. Let if a, a person on a boat is the captain, he's not also in charge of the anchor. He's not the anchor. Then who's chief. in charge of the anchor? Probably the boatswain, or the first mate, or the or the dungaree. Oh, so you don't know? Oh, well, do you know? <laughs> yes, it's the captain. <laughs> the captain. Well, who who says anchors away? 
probably i mean i don't know about that stuff captain that seems oh, more like a first you don't main know? thing it feels like a bosun at best a bosun is the guy in the back on the poop deck yelling i goes away the captain tells him to oh what? so so where are the orders coming from about the anchor well the captain yeah oh, okay now hang on that doesn't mean he's the anchor chief He's the whole boat chief. Yeah, he's the boat chief, not the anchor chief. Hey, part of the boat. But then oh, the boatswain's not the uh, anchor I chief because no one's job is just anchor. The boatswain would have other responsibilities as well, so this argument doesn't hold water. Wow. Okay. Speaking you of know boat, what? that'd be bad. Honestly, this seems like a really stupid thing to argue about, and I'd like to dive a bit deeper into it. Okay. So, the thing is, a captain. He's giving orders to all subordinates, right? Different people on the boat, depending on the size of the boat, have different jobs. If there's only one other person, the other person does most of the other jobs. But if there's a huge crew of people, like there would be on a on a ship where you're yelling anchors away, there's like, you know, first class seamen and boatswains and gunners and whatnot. And for sure, there's someone whose job it is to put the anchor down. And you could call him or her the anchor chief. The captain has ultimate jurisdiction over the anchor. Yeah, it comes down to the word chief. The chief would be a leader in all in all sense of the word. What you're describing is the anchor assistant. <laughs> That's right. Or anchor <laughs> operator, perhaps. Okay, look. We're here to solve a murder, but it ain't getting solved until we solve this discussion. <laughs> Let me tell you right now. Okay, no. Anchor chief is an anchor assistant would be the person who's helping the anchor chief lower the anchor. It's the not, anchor chief doesn't need an assistant. Listen, listen, you're saying, no, the chief of the anchor would be the person who's in charge of the anchor. That's who Which the, is the captain. No, the <laughs> captain's in charge of the old boat. Is the, boatswain, is the boatswain making the call when to raise and lower the anchor? Are no, they making the, decisions about the anchor? The captain is. Well, there it no, comes but, down to but it. But then who lowers the anchor? It would be that, the person. That is just. No. Who's in charge of the anchor? Okay. Well, let's say, okay, in your in your chimney sweeping days, yeah. if there were a chimney chief, would it be you because you're cleaning the chimney or would it be the person who was your boss who mm. tells you what chimneys to sweep? <laughs> the listener can't see it, but I'm stoked. <laughs> wow. Steve, uh, first you're reductive about my ads, and then you you pull a gotcha like this in the argument. I have to admit, the chimney chief would be the person who tells me where where which chimneys to sweep. Oh man, this! Wow. I find... What we're gonna do is take a quick break. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna let the tension settle here. You've clearly got you know some things to think about and sort your life out a little bit. Fuck. <laughs> Steve, I love you. <laughs> I love you too, man. Happy birthday. Thank you. We'll be right back. <laughs> and we are back on the podcast, Killed to Death. And I'm still here. And by saying that, I can now take a drink. 
Wow, we're fi- we're starting to figure out a system here where I don't come back right when Steve is taking a drink and make him like go like. <laughs> the amount of times I've spit up all over my computer and had to buy a new one. Once. And we are still here with Pete Lee Toppins. Hello, hello, hello. Pete Lee, you are an immigrant from uh, many places, originally Australia, then England, then Ireland. Uh, I'm sure there were a few other stops on your way to here. No. Oh, no, it's just the three. <laughs> just the three. Yeah, please don't Sorry. make assumptions about my life. Are we on Are we on bad terms here? I'm a bit frustrated Uh-oh. because it still <laughs> seems to me like an anchor chief on a boat would be the person in charge of the anchor. But I see your point about the chimney chief. Still don't think it holds water on a boat. Let's move on. Just want to say this. I, 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 anchor chief is probably the person in charge of the anchor on a boat. Okay. I can't see what he just whispered into the mic, but... I'll listen back in editing. I'll hear that later. Uh, Pete Lee, you found... First of all, you are a caricature artist. That's right. Uh, you will draw people with um, not just hat, different hats. Um, Thank also- you, Griffin. That's what I like to hear. Pete Lee's my name. Caricature's my game. Don't just do ads. But I will do ads. Your, is your slogan. Yeah. <laughs> It's written in a big wooden sign that I got right above my booth. Uh, you were at the summer fair uh, right on the lake in the junction. This, is, of course, is a fair with six or seven booths six and or seven, up to 30 that. people. Up to 30 people was a good year. <laughs> what are the other booths there? Well, I, I mean, I say six or seven because I'm the kind of guy who likes to set up and forget about it, you know? I don't like to schmoozle too much with the other schnods there, the the fair. So I, I do know there was a beader right beside me. Uh, and a, uh, Oh, uh, I see. A beader, like... Uh, yeah, one who beads. Yeah, exactly, a beader. And then across, uh, across from me, a bit of a clown operation going on, uh, selling like... Um, uh, painty faces and balloon animals mm. and that kind of mm. hickamara. <laughs> yeah, and they were kind of like shoddy in a joke. That's why you call it a clown operation. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. What? No. The person running it was not in clown whatsoever. There, it was, that was just an adjective. That's it. Clowning operation. Bit of a clown operation. It was just a guy trying to hand out uh, face paint and uh, balloons to the mostly adults who were there. The twenty-five to thirty adults just who were there. unblown up balloons. <laughs> It was a, a bit, handful of dripping paint. Bit disturbing, if you ask me. You know what I mean. But uh, to each their own. You know. That's what I say. Uh, live and uh, be a bean, if you want. Be a bean. Yeah, that's. A, uh, you don't have that saying here. Be a bean, if you want. Like Mr. Bean. Uh, uh yes. <laughs> He's a bean. <laughs> exactly. So it was during uh, one of your drawing sessions, a man named Rex from Texas, just outside Dallas, uh, he came to get his picture done. He was wearing uh, a white suit, a bolo tie, and a big white 10-gallon hat. What, um, out of curiosity, what did you do drawing-wise with the top of his head area? Great question, Griffin. Great way to put it. Very respectful, you know what I mean? So- There's any number of things you could have done. 
Of course there is. I mean, he said he was a banker, but I tell you, he had quite a schnoz on this one. So I was like, well, that's the feature I got to exaggerate. So I drew uh, his face uh, with the country of Brazil uh, below his face and him smelling the coffee all the way in Brazil because his nose is so big. And on his head, of course, was a chef's hat. Hmm. Because he was like making a stew with Brazil, and the he flavors he was getting. Knew the smell. Yeah, he was smelling the scents. Uh, very the interesting. Uh, that's why you're not the caricature artist. I am. Both wrong guesses. It's because he had a great sense of smell, which you need to have as a chef. It means you're a good super taster. Mm. You can put the right flavors in your dish, and then dish it out, and people will pay for it. And that's why it was a compliment and not an insult that he that, had a big nose. A hundred percent. That's right. And he was going to love it. I swear he but was. But was it funny enough? Because he wanted it to be funny. Or is there anything you added to make it funny? Uh, Not that the Brazil thing wasn't funny. Well, that's actually very good and funny, too. But just is there anything else that you maybe added to just make sure he was going to laugh? Wow, Steve. Uh, you know, I, like, honestly, first of all, the Brazil thing at him smelling it is quite funny when you see it. I guess it's not funny for you when I describe it. I guess you're a visual learner. I get it. But yes, to answer your question, I also added some other stuff. I also added a booger in his giant nose. All right? <laughs> I like to imagine this picture. It could be interpreted that he's dripping snot onto Brazil. Oh, oh wow. Now that you said that, yeah. Oh, that's not a good look. <laughs> no. I, well, maybe so it's a good thing you never got it. You take that picture uh, and you put it into your fryer, your sandwich grill. Um, to grill it up, and it's almost ready for him. And you look back, and he's dead. Dead, covered in blood, everywhere. Covered in all blood, o- all over the grass. It some of it leaked onto the sidewalk because my my booth was just off the sidewalk, and uh, it was quite disturbing. Really, um, a few people screamed. Uh, some others just gawked. Uh, one person called the police. I wouldn't have done. No. A bab, yeah. a, a bab. Yeah, I a don't bab. talk. I don't talk to the cappers. Not after, not after dealing with a bab, and never give them evidence. <laughs> <laughs> Nuh-uh. that's why I'm open. We can solve it today because they never did. Right. Yeah. So this blood all over his body. Did it, it? Was there any markings or wounds to suggest where it had come from? Uh, right in his chest. Uh, there was about uh, forty to fifty stab wounds. The heart of the body. Right there, the heart of the body. And what that's what's got me. I turned my back for no more than two minutes. Two minutes and 12 seconds. That's how long the the toasting takes. I know it well. And somebody came up and stabbed him 40 to 50 times. I didn't hear a lick. Well, you're good at math. Um, What kind of uh, stabs per second is that? Well, that would be two uh, stab every two seconds. Okay, that's doable. 50 to 60 in two minutes, right? I could do two stabs in a second, I think. No, no, one stab every two seconds. Yeah, Even better! But wait, that's, that's easy. Child's play. Now, e- wait, we could Chucky do that. Could do we could have done this murder. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, but I didn't. Well, I did not. I didn't. No, it. okay, likely story. And before that was an immigrant joke, now I've got a bit of a suspicion. <laughs> it here. wasn't Steve. an immigrant joke. <laughs> Yeah, just because you say no, it doesn't make it an immigrant joke. story was an immigrant joke. I've been saying that the whole time, you know, like, oh, oh likely story, immigrant story. But what isn't an immigrant joke is that uh. Steve just implied that they, in fact, were 
being stabbed the entire two minutes and 12 seconds. How do we know that she wasn't, uh, or he wasn't stabbing the person in 30 seconds total? Uh, good point. Good point. I didn't know. I didn't know. Well, you didn't know, or did you, Steve, because you killed the guy? Uh, no, I, I just mentioned actually that I didn't. Okay. He said he's, too, Steve said, said it right off the well, top. We cleared ourselves. I, I don't. No, I'm not. I mean, I, hey, I'm not a cop. I mentioned it right after the cold open. <laughs> I realize you mentioned you didn't kill him. We that said, and we've said it since too. Yes. Yeah, I think we said it even a few times. I honestly, I think we're getting into semantics here because once again, we know that someone saying I didn't do it doesn't mean you didn't do it. Well, then what have I been sitting on this Bible for this whole time, Steve? I, tr- Steve, I trust you at least. Thank you. How would he know the killer took a full two minutes to stab him to death? You just mentioned the two minutes, and I just thought if you could do, if that was enough time to do the allotted numbers of stabs. Wait, how do you know that it wasn't? Likely story is what I say, Steve. And to you, Griffin, I say, I don't know. Okay, good answer. All right. Wow. So far, we're all clear. All right. A Skype call. Hello? Oh, hello, hello, hello. <gasps> Is that Tonky Wonk? <laughs> yep. Ah, uh, Tonky Wonk. Uh, good to see you. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, I didn't recognize you. Hello, hello. Uh, pinch me dips, tickle me armpits, and touch me tushy. If you know what I mean. Oh, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Oh, uh, Mr. It's Wonk, good hello. To see you. Uh, <clears throat> hello, and what's this? Uh, this is famous podcast Killed to Death. Oh, right, yes. Uh, we, Quality. Why are you phoning in? Oh, calling in. Uh, I was just trying to call uh, Peter Lee. Oh, and he was already on this call. We were going to watch the Euro Cup. Uh, It's on. (laughs) It's on. uh, It's on. We're at the five-minute mark. Uh, Honestly, uh, gents, I'd like to solve this murder, but if we're at the five-minute mark, I probably should go and watch the footy. You know what I mean? Well, we got to wrap this up quick. What is this? Uh, We're trying to solve a death that happened at Pete Lee's uh, caricature booth. Caricature booth. Oh, no. Tonky Wonk, you won't believe what happened. A Texan came in, stabbed 50 or 60 times while I was burning my paper. No, can you even do that in two minutes? Hang on, that's We don't suspicious. even know it was in the two minutes. Yeah, why would you, Tonky Wonk, suddenly think it was a full two minutes? Tonky Wonk, where were you well, last that's how long Thursday? it takes you to burn the paper. I was the second man you drew. That's right. Oh, yeah, you were there that day. I knew that. Yeah, me and me and my brother, you did the two of us at the same time, and we, tick, we tipped you $6. Yes, thank you. Honestly, that put me over the top. And it, uh, it uh, I had made for a nice, confusing moment earlier in the episode when Griffin didn't realize that uh, it could have been three singles, but I did two doubles, and you, with your tip, yeah. it got rid of 126. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad you... Uh... You made the day. I know you buy that nice expensive paper and you've got to pay for the grill. Absolutely. So there's a lot of overhead for this kind of uh, exciting enterprise. As he showed you in his paintings, he's really good at them, actually. No, he's just been describing it. Oh, well, as someone who's a visual learner, I love to see them in action. Talky wonk. I've got one on me wall. Look, it's right here. (gasps) Whoa. That's me. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, words words would not do that justice. Yeah, but try anyway, Griffin. Try try and describe it. Blue. 
That's about. Yep, you can see how he made me blue. Exaggerated it a bit. It's entirely I'm, I'm blue. relatively blue. It's like a blue square. Yeah, but he made me totally blue, which is awesome. Yeah, it's, it's your best And then on fe- top of that, look at that. Look what's on me head. It's one of those little beanie propeller hats. That's right. <laughs> I took your best feature, your blueness, and I exaggerated it. And I was like, where would uh, where would a blue person fit well? At the circus. So put a bit of a beanie on them. Because that's why beanies are worn at the circus. Yeah, exclusively at the circus. Yes, that's why I'm holding that little bag of popcorn too. Yep, you know it. Uh, Talking Wonk, he's, he's a regular. Comes to me booth every fair, all around Taruta. Well, so you were there nice. that day that Rex was found? Oh yeah, me and my brother. <laughs> Where now? What's your story? Where are you from? Well, this is the only other man I know who's been, who's from uh, the same three places that I am: Australia, England, and England, and Ireland. Ireland. I Ireland. <laughs> He's from all three. And you traveled together? No, it's just a, a circumstance. There was a meeting that was supposed to be from anyone who is from all three places and exclusively those three places. And uh, oh, we're the Scottish only two people showed must up. have been so sad. Oh, they got their own little clan. They've got their own little crew that hangs out. They think they're better than us. They aren't better. Just because they're not. Me and no. <laughs> hello, hello, me and Tonky Wonk. Take it on the world. It's right. Well, and my brother, but he's never been to Australia. He was born later, so. Mm. He can't be of an oddball, that one. Can't be a part of the club. Tonky Wonk, I- I've been meaning to ask you, did you notice anything funny when I was doing your drawing? What? Hmm. Now, what do you mean funny? You did me blue. Is that what you're talking about? Aye. That was funny. Aye, that's funny. Good point. Uh, you got me there. Bit of a bit of a gotcha moment. Uh, had one earlier in the thing. Hang on. Fuck! Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, yeah, that's right. That's a bit of a funny thing. But did you notice anything out of the ordinary? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Something that maybe is a precursor to a murder. Uh, oh. Sorry, sir, what you want to say? Well, you know what? No, you, you describe anything odd first, and then I'll ask about the specific odd thing that maybe you saw. <laughs> what? Do you have something in mind? Because maybe I saw it. Well, did you see a tall woman there at any point? <gasps> yeah She was huge, right? Like, huge right. Huge Absolutely massive How tall? Uh, Got to be 7'2 yeah. Wow That's definitely over 7 7'1 or 7'2 for sure Yeah It's hard to pinpoint exactly when, you, when you're as small as I am But uh, my brother and I were sitting um, He was sitting on my lap And she came <laughs> over <laughs> And wandered past, and both of us looked, because we thought, that is the tallest one we've ever seen, and we both said that, and then, of course, Peter told us, no talking, shut up, shut the fuck up, I'm drawing you. So we went back to uh, uh, posing right for him. But we noticed that, we clocked that, tall woman, very tall woman. Did she give anyone detention? Did she what? Did she give anyone detention? Uh, not that I saw, but she looked like she was ready. She had a little ruler in her hand, and she kept thwapping it against her other palm, and she kept uh, wagging it at children that would go past, running to the clown booth. She was looking to lay the smack down, it looked like. Okay, so still still teacher or principal, someone in authority at a school. 
Something like oh, yeah. that, yeah. She seemed in charge. Yeah, very sharp yeah. ruler, though. Like, one of those rulers that are made of metal. It's got all the, like, uh, centimeter inches and all that, and a really sharp point on the end. You know, like, really hard. Oh, one down of those. Sharp point, yeah. Like a ruler that ends in a really knifey type point. You know what I mean? Sorry, if you if you can hear, I've got a dog in the background. Uh, He's watching the game. They scored! Goal! Oh, that's that a brilliant one. Tickle me, Nickers. Who scored? Who was it? It was Kane. It was Kane. Kane! Oh! From just outside the box. <laughs> Kane? Oh, no. I, I don't know if you know uh, footy, but Kane is an old soccer player who just recently came out of retirement to play in this particular attorney. Uh, He's 60 years old. <laughs> And he's the best who ever played the game. And I think it's rude of people to call him Kane just because of that. Wow. It's it's a good nickname, you got to admit. (laughs) It's funny. It's a bit of immigrant humor. You wouldn't get it. Immigrant jokes. I'm with you, Tonky Wonk. So all I'm saying is, tall woman in the authority... No problem at all. And then what I did notice is that the uh, the uh, snowbirds kept flying overhead. Yeah. And uh, are you talking they about women been doing that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Women who come up from the south and spend the wim- the summers in the <laughs> in Ontario. Yeah. Look, look like a lot of women from Florida, maybe Georgia, a couple from Georgia. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's what I assume when the. Texas bloke came up that he was one of the snowbirds, but he told mm. me he wasn't. And he wasn't flying yeah. like the ladies. No, they were flying over top. Do you mean, now, by that, do you mean like running fast? <laughs> yeah, well, there was a, a couple of uh, trampoline booths set up mm. and they were just soaring from one to the other. A couple of Pretty. the six or seven booths were trampoline booths. <laughs> one on each end. <laughs> Go back and forth over the other foods. Yeah, it's a summer yeah, fair. You know Haven't it. you ever been to a summer fair, Griffin? It's like you've never been to a seaside summer fair. I've yeah. never been to the one on the lake that you're talking about. Yeah. No, this is South Junction. Yeah, you could see the lake right from the top of the hill. <laughs> and I bet they had an even better view, soaring through the air. Oh, mm. love to do it. Never been on the tramp myself. Afraid of ice, so I couldn't do it. But I'm saying the noise from above would disguise any kind of uh, activity below. Yeah, scream and wee. I can only imagine that it would cover up anything that would be happening beneath it. Crikey. You know, I can't believe I didn't think of that sooner. Of course, that's why I didn't hear the squish, 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 squish of the 40 to 60 stabs. It's because of the wee going on overhead. It just, I get so used to it going to fair after fair with the wees over top that I just, it's like background noise for me. In fact... I've got a white noise machine that I sleep with. People usually lose like a C sound. I use the ladies flying sound, the snowbird sound. Some people use the C, you use the we. <laughs> that's that's clever, Griffin. I'll give you that. That's clever. And I too will give you that. That's two. Steve? Yeah, I'll give you that. Yes. And that's the sweep. So this this woman, uh, the tall one. Huge bird. Huge. I'm not, you know, I'm going to stop saying that, but a huge woman, uh, she had a ruler. She was yelling at kids. I'm trying to think of why she would want to kill Rex. Well, why do you do think you th- she came up from Texas with him? Wait, wait, hang on. Who said anything about uh, killing Rex, Griffin? 
Well, well, well. Likely story, and that ain't an immigrant joke, if you know what I mean. I know Tonky Wonka. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah you explained you it earlier. Know what you mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Griffin, did you kill this Texan? Why would you try and pin it on this headmistress? Listen, I don't know if you were listening earlier, but I said I didn't do it. No, oh oh, I should mention I didn't do it. Oh, I suppose yeah. as soon as I got on the call, Close I should call have mentioned it. Hang on. Really suspicious. I hadn't mentioned that sooner. No, hang on, Talking Wonk. you got to back me up on this one. We had this argument before. Just because you, you say don't you didn't have to. do it. No, you have to. Come on. <laughs> just because you say you didn't do it doesn't mean you didn't do it. We all know that. Any murderer is going to be like, I didn't do it. Doesn't mean they didn't do it. Okay, I am going to have to decide with them this one. It's not something I considered. I only mess around with honest blokes. But it, you're right. It is possible someone could be lying. I don't know who, what kind of monster would do that, but what? not the sort of people that I tend to deal with. No, I think Steve I, mentioned God. earlier that we're sitting on Bibles. Is that correct? I mentioned that I was. Oh, okay, I am as well. Yeah, so I mean, I can't lie. We're perched atop Bibles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have so many things to say about that, and none of them are appropriate, even for a non-censored podcast. <laughs> All right, you're gonna have to email me those. <laughs> I will. <laughs> well, I, the reason I'm thinking it was her, I'll explain this. Uh, mm. She was coming up behind him in your drawing, and she yeah. had a basically knife, and he was stabbed. And we've talked about very few other people. You know what? This is a good point, and. Uh, afterwards, the police were like, it looks like this murder was done by a woman. Anyone see a woman around? And of course, anyone who goes to fairs knows to not talk to coppers. So everyone was mums the word. Uh, quiet as a mouse. And uh, nobody Steve? said anything. But she was gone. That huge lady. And the police would have talked to her. She was uh, huge. <laughs> they would have wanted to talk to her anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Just everyone for the wanted story. To, yeah, of course. <laughs> everyone wanted to talk to her, but of course her, her like strong glares and don't talk to my face kept people away. Mm. I had admired it. Well, we've got a huge teacher on the loose, but we have figured out who has done it. Well, I suppose he could have been a child who uh, skipped his detention years ago that she's come for her... Uh... It's a it's accumulative, isn't it? Right. Let's say you owe uh, an hour of detention when you're uh, in elementary school. By the time you're at whatever age Rex is, is uh, that could be the death penalty if you uh, scale that up with the the proper kind of insurance. You know what? That's a pretty good point, Tonky Wonk. Uh, always doing the math. I like it. I did yeah, not this was mention, warranted. and I feel like I should mention on the uh, uh, the tall woman is in the the back right of the drawing. On the back left, there's a a, a very small troll-like man and he's holding a knife as well with a thought bubble that says i'm gonna kill this guy uh and he's got a name tag (laughs) and he says his name is jason de ross um so it could have been him too we never brought it up but uh could have been him or the huge one a nasty bloke you know him what are you talking about you know him (laughs) i know jason de ross and that guy's a murderer and that wraps up another successful episode of Killed to Death. It was Jason DeRoss. Uh, <clears throat> I'd like to thank Zach Aaron uh, for our theme song, Brady Schumer for our art. Uh, if you are a fan 
You can follow us on uh, Instagram, Kill to Death Podcast. Uh, uh, if you're a fan, you can also follow us on Twitter, K2D Pod. Uh, if you're a fan of our podcast, you can email us, Kill to Death Podcast at gmail.com. And if you're a fan of us, feel free to leave a review on iTunes. Uh, that's all I have going that on. That was perfect. Uh, Tonky, is there anything you'd like people to check out? The freaky the English game is on right now. Turn it on. It's coming home. It's coming home. All right, I gotta go. It's in the thirtieth minute by now. Uh, and we'll turn to you, Peatley. Um, That's ooh, me, uh, Peatley Topper. That's my name. <laughs> Caricature's my game. And what's the slogan? Not. Yeah, what's the slogan? Not just hats? Not just just hats, that's right. I I forgot about the slogan. I'm glad you reminded me. Even though it's on my sign, I don't look at my sign much, i got to be honest. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I'm a big fan, uh, gotten into it lately. This is my project. Uh, Looking at um, at Korginfluencer on Instagram. Uh, It's a new corgi puppy this uh, bloke got. And it's just pictures of his corgi. And it's pretty great. (laughs) And, And can you spell that? Yeah, it's it's Corgi and Influencer, the two words, and they share the I. Corgi Influencer. I see. And this is this is not a bit. This is not a bit. <laughs> well, follow it's a bit, it's follow a bit this Instagram. Please. And you'll see pictures of a new Corgi. We uh we actually yeah. had the pleasure of meeting this Corgi earlier in this Skype call. Indeed. And you've you... heard you've heard uh her in the background. <laughs> yes, yes. She's working on being a cadaver dog. <laughs> oh, I found it. What? I'll follow. Oh, yes. Uh, it's a bit sad, but please follow. Yes. Why is it sad? <laughs> uh, well, it's a bit sad, I guess, during the pandemic when that's your main project, you know? Pictures oh, of I a thought, corgi. I, well, that's way better than I thought it was like some other tragic event that <laughs> it's like terminally ill or something. Oh, God, <laughs> no. Like, what is sad about this? Okay, no, it's just a cute corgi. Great account. I don't think that's sad at all. I think that's uh, will brighten up anyone's day. Love it. Oh, Steve, you've already seen the Instagram. Is it good? It brightened my day. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> Told you so. That was vindicating. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Kill to Death is produced and recorded by Steve Cook and Griffin Toplitsky and is a proud part of the Sonar Network. Music by Zach Aaron. Art by Brady Schumer. Special thanks to Mike Mangiardi, Katie Lure, and Tom Shank. Please follow and like Kill to Death wherever you can so the boys know how to value their worth as human beings. has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!